0: Can, can we not do it? Can we not do it? Can we, can we fail at it? I don't know if we can. can we? <laughs> ah.
1: This sounds like finally,
0: finally the time. <laughs> the totally I just tempted faith. I'm like, hey, can can we really fail at this, Rob? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's when like the giant alien ship is like creeping up behind me, you know? Like, it's like an upshot looking up at me. I'm like, come on, what could possibly go wrong? We can adapt (sighs) to anything. Disintegrate. Yep, totally. And then I'm a skeleton. (laughs) 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 There's there's very low risk in this thing.
1: Let's see. There is, like, okay. So uh, why do you feel there's such low risk? Because we've done it a lot and we're still here?
0: We've done it a lot. We're still here we're doing it for an audience who is showing up specifically to hear our take on chewing on a topic, mm. uh, freestyle, right? Mm-hmm. True. true. Not a hostile audience. Um, there's still, we both feel such an, um, baked in desire to serve that. I don't think, I think it would take effort for us to disengage from that motive.
1: Oh yeah, right. We're, this is not going to be time to put our f- kick back, put your feet up, and make fart noises all day.
0: Right, yeah. right, right. We're not going to do gonna like happen. a top ten list of what the best video games are, right? Or uh, and
1: actually, if we did, yeah, we would have an angle on it. We would explore and question the heck out of that.
0: Yeah, that. Okay, so case in point, um, I was having this discussion with a friend recently because I just got um, the filmation. Oh, let me show it to you. I got it right behind me. Hmm. It's, this, it's so it's this like guide to like all the filmation, he man and she ra episodes. It's a big Whoa. book, this thing basically. Like, That's like a coffee hours. table, not just yeah. a coffee table book. So and it's got like, you know, it's got every episode, the plot, the, 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 you know, best quotes, and it's got like the moral of the episode and like you know, animation outtakes and whatever. But, um, but then it also has a review of each episode by the author. And he like sort of summarizes it, but then he also gives his opinion on it and he gives like a little number rating. Mm-hmm. I was talking with a friend of mine about that, about like how extreme interest in a thing often can result in, The kind of conversations I I don't know if you had these when you were a teenager, but I sure did. Uh, What's the best Spider-Man run? You know, is it Spectacular number eighty-two to eighty-seven, or is it Amazing Spider-Man number ninety-nine through one hundred six? You know, and why? Repeating
1: what that leads to, Uh, because actually your audio cut out. Did it? Yeah, extreme interest in something can actually lead to.
0: Dun, dun, dun. Mm. Well, that was, that was that was Google censoring me, saying like, you know, Jersey, you failed, you you failed in being interesting, for silencing your audio. <laughs>
1: um,
0: no, extreme interest can lead to um, sort of the the ranking and comparing for the sake of ranking and comparing, which is. Mm -hmm. If When used in the spirit of service, like if you're using it as an on-ramp, like there was a post recently about like, here's like the eight Robotech episodes, because Robotech just dropped on Netflix. Like, here's the eight Robotech episodes. If you've never watched the show, these are a great on-ramp to the show, Mm -hmm. right? That's a ranking that has a built-in explicit service angle in it. You want people to get involved in this thing that you love. Mm -hmm. But then there's the kind of ranking that people do where it's like it's meant to keep out. It's meant to I- explore hierarchy and let's let's show who's the alpha nerd, but who's got the best argument for which one of these things that are all wonderful is the best of the wonderful things, right?
1: Sure, And unapproachable and possibly imaginary nuance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh my gosh, the the best example I can think of from my own personal biography was when I got into like. But the record show, I've never, I never really talked that much about music. I don't consider myself an especially knowledgeable person on music, but I got into a band really, really hardcore once when I was younger. And I went up to some friends I knew who were kind of like, they weren't like good friends, but they were people I was friendly with. And I knew they were really into that band. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I just got into this band. You guys are right. They're really great. And and then they turned to me like, which albums do you have? And I'm like, I have this one, this one, this one. They're like, Oh, I see you've stagnated. You don't have the right ones. And I was like, Oh, I was ready to engage with this thing in a really excited way, but you just made me feel stupid for liking the wrong ones, you know? (laughs) Hmm.
1: Okay. So did how, okay. Was that used in a way that was an approachable on-ramp to advocate and connect, or was that used in a way to blockade and exclude and uh, build a snooty tower?
0: Welcome to Extra Lean, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> if we had a theme song,
1: yep, you know, I, I, it would have happened right there. Oh,
0: yeah, that's good. That's so well, that's why do. I say there's low no risk because this is sort of like it, it's 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 who we are. That's what we do. This is mm-hmm. the, and this literally is the way we talk all the time.
1: Yeah. it's it um it is a very straightforward thing because there's uh okay so i guess there is a low risk of us hitting record and saying uh i don't know i clicked on a thing and i'm going to defend a pointless thing because i have a giant ego it's more like well i i'm you know i i'm really curious and i and uh let's 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 see where this goes Um, so I guess what is, let's see, you, you mentioned your, your He-Man book and then Robotech. Um, it's a funny, like Robotech has really been a thing that that's like off and on permeated our podcast.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it really has.
1: Um, it's common interest with, uh, with you and I among a bunch of other common interests. Um, did you ever play that, uh, the Robotech game that came out on the GameCube? I have it. You have it.
0: I have it. I own it. I bought that thing so fast. Oh my god, are you kidding me? Roy okay. Foker trains you. Yeah. Roy it's... Foker suddenly pops up on the screen, and you hear Roy Foker say, "Okay, turn into uh, Guardian configuration." I'm like, "Oh my god, sure, yeah. I'm in VT102 right now."
1: What? Uh, okay. So, um, what did you think of that? How did it go?
0: Uh, I love battle mode. Mm -hmm. i I love competing against somebody else the mission modes as fun as it is i feel like it's a little bit repetitive because you're always just kind of in a city
1: Mm -hmm.
0: which the first like half hour you're playing it it's like oh my gosh i'm in Macross city before the sdf1 space folds into pluto's orbit you know i'm there i'm in the world right and like oh my gosh i'm fighting chiron i'm fighting chiron he's yelling at me you know um that all is lovely and transportive but then I guess maybe I didn't get far enough in the game I don't know but I got to a point where it was like too difficult for me to get any further and it was really just about like don't die for long enough until you've shot Chiron enough you know mm. and it was in another city and I was like okay I'm kind of kind of getting tired of being in a city all the time I want to start doing some other missions like going to the Cassini quadrant do like the battle in the asteroid field of or the ice blocks of Saturn you know um, wow! Yeah, it's fun. So it's like I don't. I, I wanted I to explore all the worlds, but mm-hmm. it felt like it was kind of limited to one. How well, did you feel about it?
1: I like it. There was something about it that that I ended up checking out pretty early, and I don't mm-hmm. know if it was sort of a I had other games calling my name or whatnot at the time, and it, because I was super excited, I had, um, you know, sort of, I did the classic thing at the time where you go and you put your, you essentially pre, pre buy the game. And so you get it you know release day and whatever, yeah. and it um there was something i i and i i it's been too long because yeah Gamecube we're talking about what two thousand four
0: two thousand five yeah in the neighborhood,
1: yeah, so yeah, I mean that's about when I played this, <laughs> yeah, and uh eleven I years ago, setting it aside pretty quickly, I enjoyed the lenticular pack in of um you know there was essentially um um a, uh, a Valkyrie that would, you know.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, when you like turn action, the the uh, yeah, box yeah, it would turn transform.
1: No, it was it was um yeah, it was uh either it was a refrigerator magnet or I turned it into one and mm. yeah, it was on my fridge for a long time. Oh, wow. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, there was something about it where like if I have multiple things that somehow Um, super funny. So like I literally, I gave myself almost like this weird assignment. Um, I come from the era of video gaming from the early days. Like I remember coveting, wanting to play relatives 2600s, right? The Atari 2600. Yes. I'm, you know, of that era and in, in over time. And there were, there were many years and decades where typically pretty much any game that someone felt love for i bet i would like you know like someone was like oh my god this thing and it's like any of your typical tropes that would be present in a game i probably would end up being you know at least open to trying and enjoying at some level sports games were always kind of like that like who knows but anyway recently i tried um uh monster hunter for the wii u it's been out for a couple of years and it's it was a, on extreme discount but there was something about it where it came across my radar where i was like you know monster hunter i've consumed enough vicariously by you know, and 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 noticed how much love people have for this game that like it's it's been a curiosity for me for a long time now because like, this is not the first version. Like the Wii U version is out, is a few years old. There's been like one or two versions since, and there's been, it's been out for like 10 or 11 years. It's been, it's an old game or franchise. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go for it. Much like what I did with, um, the, uh, oh, the t- 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 and i I'm, I'm, I'm totally forgetting it's the game it's very punishing um the t- 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 i can't believe i'm forgetting it had a huge ad campaign recently um oh it's embarrassing <laughs> but it's a but it's a dungeon crawl where it's like it's it's really a really really challenging tricks and traps and monsters that uh really severe penalties for making a mistake it's demon souls and then it became dark souls. and then so yeah, dark souls 3 came out whatever. and okay. i checked out many years ago from that game and i that's a separate topic, but monster hunter, way more approachable than demon souls, kind of charming, very much like, oh, i remember role playing games. Oh, i'm in a village. There's all these people that are happy to talk with me and they've got jobs for me to do. Nice. Okay. Let's let's see what what see what i got to do. Oh, I bet I got to hunt monsters. Cool. All right. Um, So eventually I talk through, I I get through some of the quirks of, you know, like it's just, I start to notice it's not really my speed or interest because like there's like these, the, the villagers are like so chatty and not really, um, Conveying things in a way that I'm that it's in, that's inspiring my curiosity or whatever. It's like it's the amount of minutia where I'm like, oh boy, I know already I'm the wrong person. Like I'm supposed to have my grid paper out and notebook and be writing all this stuff down, and I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Click the button, please stop talking to me. And <laughs> the dialogue's going brruh, 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 like print, print, print. Yeah. And eventually, I get out of the village and I go hunting. And I and and I, after a few a, f- a couple of evenings, I'm like, okay, instead of playing Splatoon, where I know like in five to ten minutes, I'm gonna be like super pleased, be like, this is great. Okay, thank you, Splatoon. See you again tomorrow or in a, in a few days. Monster Hunter, I was like puzzled and going, was that good? What happened? <laughs> Did I really like? kill a vegetarian dinosaur and then cut it up <laughs> but it was really abstracted right where it just basically showed my character standing in the middle of this this um fading out 3d model no details whatsoever but like it, it showed me in the activity of like whoop, 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 whoop. unless like i'm i'm like cutting i guess I, maybe it's a log who knows and out comes this abstract little thing of like, well, you, you earned meat. And I'm like, okay. hmm, Okay. You know, time goes on. I do this a few times and I, I, I'm left with that. I'm not left with the Fiero of like, whoa, that was awesome. Oh my gosh. I got my butt kicked, but I learned something and whatever. right? Right. Or I, or I won and this was great. But anyway, so I don't know, like even what there's a lot of angles on that of like, do you do this kind of thing where with games where you're like, Am I supposed to like this game? Should I go play it? And um, what happens when it does meets or doesn't meet your expectations? Uh,
0: so I'm I wanna I wanna preface this by saying that like I I know I'm not I'm I'm of the same era that you are, first of all. Atari 2600, Commodore 64, Intellivision, ColecoVision, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the games I gravitate toward tend to be ones, and I think this is why I gave Robotech a little bit more of my time than you did, is I want to be put in a place. Being put in a place and feeling like, I think VR, when it finally comes of age, ooh, keep that stuff away from me, man, because I don't know if I'll come out. Because if I get to go to a place where I've always wanted to be, I don't like to go. You know, I, I'll I'll go all in. I'm an easy audience when it comes to we'll put you in this world that you like. <laughs> all right, um, what I don't like, what I what where, where I get frustrated is when, um, because I love I love the grinding and I love the challenge and the learning something. I love it when a game sort of teaches me in a way where it's not telling me what to do, but it guides me into making the discovery of what I need to do. Like, it, again, I'm going to go to because I always go to Metrics. It's like one of the games I'm most familiar with is like when I'm fighting a boss and it's like, oh, I see. When he does this, I have to do that. You know, maybe I died a couple times, but it's like, oh, I get it now. There's that signal it's giving me where like his face is doing this. Okay. I got to use this visor and this gun. Bam. And I get him. And then when I finally, you know, grind through that and beat him, there's that like you said, Fierro was like, oh, I got the weapon. I got the new beam power up. Awesome. And, you know, I want to shout at the TV. I want to be like, take that, you know. <laughs> um, but wh- where I get frustrated is when they say, OK, well, there's kids who can do who can figure this out really fast. So now you got to do that. But seven times. OK, I figured it out. I got to do it again. Okay. Oh, I do. Okay. Well, so now I got to do it again. So then it becomes just like, and this is what I complain about with Robotech is um, when it turns into just live long enough, you know, how do I beat this bad guy? Don't die for a long time. (laughs) It's like, okay, but is there a puzzle? Yeah. Well, you got to do like these seven things in the right order. Okay, cool. I'll do those seven things. No, but you got to do the seven things in the right order. Seven times. Oh, you know, then it becomes tedious and the grind doesn't feel like it's paying off. Right. Yeah. Um,
1: that's a different thing.
0: Yeah, it is a different thing. It's like, but that's, yeah.
1: You know, it's like there's an add on to this game and it's called the special annoyance pack. (laughs) And you know, if you have the endurance for this where, you know, like, okay, this will be repetitive and diff- and or difficult and or frustrating. And that's a feature. I, th- I think some games have that as an intentional part of the design. And I do it, think it appeals to, to a certain group of people.
0: That's that, that's how the later ones felt to me. It felt like, okay, this is, this is made for a kid who has the time to put it. Like if they just had an easy mode for somebody who's like, I want to casually engage with this. Um, now to your other point about like a tone of a game. Um, so I was playing Kirby triple deluxe on the DS. Have you played it? No, I haven't. Super cute game. Love the game mechanics. I love the 3d elements. I can go into like the background and stuff like you can sort of like, uh, I guess from what I understand the original Wario game for the, um, virtual boy did this where like, there's like a background, uh, layer that you could like jump into you jump into the background and operate and find some hidden things back there.
1: Yeah. Paper um, Mario does that too.
0: Okay. Um, it's, it's very pleasurable to play, but again, I come back to this thing where I get into games. Like I want to experience a world and I feel like this is a platform where you get to have pleasurable interaction with moving a character and stomping on enemies I don't feel like I'm really in a world where things are being hinted at for me to investigate.
1: Right. Interesting. Like so thing... it's like, there's not a story that matters to
0: you. There's, there's not a story that matters, but I also, I re, I reacted to what you're saying about that role-playing game monster hunter is I don't want the story spelled out to me. I don't want you to tell me what the story is. I want you to meet, get, get halfway there. So I have to meet you halfway. And I have to make inferences and I have to start piecing these together. Like a game like Mist is or or like the original Sam and Max, those kind of games are like really, really compelling to me because I like to have to figure something out on my own and I don't like the clues to be too clear, you know?
1: Hmm. That's uh that's pretty cool. So like that that is a lot like um maybe that is a strength that games can bring as far as uh, storytelling where not everything is, is explicit and simplified. And I don't, I, I'm not trying to bring like extreme value judgment to any of this. Right. It just, I'm I talking about taste. This is, this is a taste in, thing. Yeah. Different audiences and all that.
0: Yeah. Um, But my takeaway is, is that I think of something about like when we're writing stories and I, I was just working with my kids my kids, my students recently just the other day and I was talking to this about this idea of I had a student who was like, like, well, I can't do this story in four pages because I have to get into all the character's backstory. I said, well, let's look at that four pages as a creative challenge. How can you suggest what we absolutely need to know about the character's backstory instead of having the character say their backstory, right? Mm -hmm. Can we do that? Let's see what happens if we suggest rather than explain but that's me coming from my bias of like, those are the stories that I really respond to. so.
1: And I, I mean, and that's, that, that's a service where pointing out the qualities of that approach. And so, you yeah, know, people can, you know, it either choose to buy in or choose to play against it or, or mix it up with some other perspective.